Welcome to Shouts from the Sideline, the home of sport in the Hunter. My name is Quentin Connors, also known as Q, and we are back. It has been a couple of weeks, and we are back with a new and improved podcast. It is all changing. I am joined by my good friend, my bored little friend, Josh Simsy Sim. Mate, welcome aboard. Thank you, mate. We're back, baby. I'm, I'm so excited. You excited to uh, bring this new podcast oh, together? Mate, this uh, is one been a long time coming, mm. a, lot of, a lot of effort into it, so uh, pretty keen this morning. Yep, yep. We also have our new co-host. Uh, uh, wait, uh, what? He's, uh, <laughs> I just got a text from him. Um, oh, what's he say? He's got, uh, he's got croquet training this morning. Croquet training? Yeah. Mm. So, uh, so he's not going to be here? Yeah, he said next week should be all right, but uh, yeah, croquet training this morning. Um, there's a big gala day going on. Oh, at, at right. The, yep. Yeah, the, it, it's a it's a mix between cro- croquet and pentank, and, oh, and right. yeah, it's it's a hybrid sport. He has to get used to mm. the rules. So right, okay then. Uh, unfortunately, um, yeah, he just gave me a text then, and I said, mate, not good enough, but um, we'll give him another chance next week. So. Right, okay then. We'll uh, yeah, we'll we'll keep his uh, his identity a mystery then until yeah. until then, uh, but. Timsy, how was your weekend, mate? The Easter weekend, how was it? Uh, big, I, large. Yeah, I did get a Snapchat from you on multiple. Saturday night. Yeah, multiple Snapchats <laughs> from you on Saturday night uh, featuring you with about six other guys uh, with, with no shirt on um, and a game that I can only assume was poker. Yeah, well, a very poor version of poker. So um, strip poker. <laughs> no, it was uh, an impromptu shirt off poker night. Um, there was, yeah. <laughs> as you do. Yeah, as we do, yeah. About seven or eight of our mates, um, we were at my house and um, we're drinking beer and watching the footy and watching the races. We thought, you know what, we'll Let's do this nice. Let's off. take our shirts off and play <laughs> poker. So we did that. Um, I lost a horrible amount of money. Uh, God, I was hungover on <laughs> Sunday. But uh, all in all, great Easter weekend, actually. Got mm. all four days off, which is uh, a rarity for me. What about you, mate? I went camping. Oh, where yeah, are you? Uh, went to Booty Booty, actually. <laughs> you never heard of Booty Booty? No, I've never. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like um, another a sort of euphemism. I went to Booty Booty. Well, I did, if you know what I mean. <laughs> no, no, I went to, it's near Foster. Okay. Um, and there's a nice little beach there. We went there for New Year's Eve. So we went there again. James Youngby was there. Good, good oh, friend of the, good uh, friend show. Of the show. Yeah, yeah obviously. Right. People yep. might know about him. Did um, his, his, his mate uh, Gary? See there? No, no, he, he, he didn't come along, unfortunately, <laughs> Gary Young. But we're still yet to meet the, uh, the, the infamous the Gary. Uh, but guys, this is obviously the new podcast. Uh, we are changing everything up, like we said in our uh, teasers on the, uh, the Apple Podcast, as well as on Facebook. We're talking about all local sport now. So if you're here to listen to the AFL, if you're here to listen to some national cricket... Go away. Yeah, this isn't for you. Yeah. You, Not for you anymore. No, yeah, go away. This is just for the local stuff now. We've all changed it up. We're going just Hunter Sports. Newcastle, Maitland, I guess Lake Macquarie, that can be considered. Lake Macquarie, yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah, all, all the uh, the Newcastle and wider region mm. because that's what we're here for. That's what you guys wanted and that's what we want to talk about. Exactly. So for episode 39, because that's what it is today, we're still continuing on, we're going to be discussing uh, 
all things the Knights, and we've actually been uh, talking to Billy Peden, who's a... Very keen to do that. Yes, yeah, so, uh, uh, absolute Knights legend. We're going to be talking about the Jets, talking about the NPL and the local football. Uh, we're going to be having a new segment called Truth Bombs with Nate Cavalieri, the Edgeworth Eagles goalkeeper. Uh, that'll be exciting. Going to be... Got, got a couple of hairy ones in there for him, I think. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be uh, put to it, taking on the challenge. We're also going to be talking about the local cricket grand finals, the uh, the NDCA and the MDCA. There were One was played over the weekend, one was the weekend before. Correct. We haven't talked about that. We're going to be quickly discussing... I know we just said there's no national stuff. But we, we, like, we are going to talk about the ball tampering <laughs> just quickly because... Um, you know, that's just the big thing at the moment. Yeah. Uh, and then going to go shout outs from the sideline, get to your stories and things like that. Should be great. We also have, uh, well, as soon as you're conducting it soon, we'll put a little uh, plug in there. Uh, the Newcastle Rugby League special preview yes. is going to be happening I've got, soon. I've got, uh, yeah, it's a couple of friends of the show, Matt Lantry and Adam mm. Betridge, who are going to come in and do the preview with me in this studio, actually, in about a week's time. Right, so, so that should be exciting. Yes, very mm. keen to do that. I will, uh, if any other Newcastle Rugby League clubs are listening, I'll be getting into contact with you in the next week or so to mm. hear about your ins, outs, your thoughts for the season, then we'll be discussing them here and doing a few little predictions, maybe a few, you know, previews, maybe even a couple of... Uh, Little crosses, so mm. see what we can uh, muster for a bit of a change up. Well, I am I am handing you the uh, the, the, the hosting reins, the golden for, microphone. Yeah, just I, for I, this. I'm looking at it in, in envy. The golden microphone. I can't just, wait to get my lips around it. Just, oh. <laughs> oh god, that sounded bad. It's <laughs> not the only time you've got your lips. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm giving you the reins just once, so don't screw up, okay? Uh, guys, remember this podcast is brought to you guys by uh, Premier Sports Supplies, the number one place to go for sporting gear. In the Hunter and Newcastle, uh, they sell all custom gear. We wear custom shirts all the time made from them. So uh, make sure you give Roy Tap- uh, Capoteo a call or go into premiersportssupplies.com.au. Uh, if you give him a high five, he'll uh, be happy, but he won't actually <laughs> give you anything. <laughs> that's, because that's not currency. No, no, he doesn't take high fives or thumbs up as currency. So he actually takes money. So give him money. Give him money. You're, 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 like but if you give him pay. a thumbs up, he's pretty likely to give you one back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and you won't have to pay too much money to get the gear. <laughs> so uh, make sure you give him a call. Um, yeah, get into your uh, your Premier Sports supplies before the start of the soccer season begins. Mm. It's already started. <laughs> well... The local scene. Yeah, okay. the, the, the local scene in terms of uh, your all age. We're about to start our season. Actually, we side note, we're about going to play each other in a trial game next uh, next Friday night. We're so going to beat you in a trial game. No, they're not. No, be. they're not. <laughs> Thor- the Thornton Redbacks are taking down the uh, South Cardiff Gunners. In gun the, Hoppers. The gun, we are. The, oh, the Gun Hoppers. Yeah, we're the Gun Hoppers. <laughs> so the Newcastle Knights. Yes. They are currently 2-2. Two and two. They have yeah. won two, lost two. Uh, two great starts against the Knights. I mean, against Manly, 19-8. <laughs> then against Raiders, 20 or 30 points to 28. Yep. And then last two weeks, they've lost to the Raiders. And the I mean, Roosters. The, no, the Roosters and the Dragons. I'm having a shock here. <laughs> so they, well, they, well, they lost to our mighty Roosters, which was yeah. nice to see. But, they lost yeah. to the Dragons. I don't know. I wouldn't say the wheels have fallen off just yet, but they couple have tough games. Mm, exactly, and they've also got the Broncos this weekend, so it's going to be yeah. a bit more tougher. Now we tough draw. Yeah, like we uh, we advertise on our Facebook page, uh, we have someone who knows a bit more about the Knights than we do. That's correct. Yeah, we have a two-time Premiership winner there. He won at the '97 and 2001 Grand Final. We had him on the podcast previously, Billy Peden. Billy, welcome aboard, mate. Hello, mate. How are you going? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Thank you for coming on to the show. Well, once again, I should say, or coming on to the show once again. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, yeah, no, it's a pleasure, mate. Uh, well, I mean, just to kick off, the Newcastle Knights, obviously they've, they've won two, they've lost two. What's been your thoughts uh, watching them from the first four weeks of footy? I think it's a positive start to a new era. I think uh, it was um, it's uh, it's probably not realistic to think that they would have come gone four from four. But um, you know they've had a couple of hard road trips and and a pretty hard start to the season in terms of of the draw with a, a lot of away games. But they've been uh, I think they've been it's, it's been a positive start and we've seen some good performances today. today. Yeah, well, who what I guess whatever the game. I mean, part of the game that. Maybe the Knights lacked in last season. I mean, what what part of the game has impressed you the most uh, this season? I, I think probably the the little bit that's been lacking so far is when it, when the heat's been turned up physically. I think we've possibly struggled a little bit, and that's what that that's something we hoped had been improved by uh, a bit of uh, intelligent recruitment. But um, you know, I think uh, the team's still learning to gel the play together and and who to rely on in such times. So it's. Uh, it's something that'll get better over the course of the season, I think. Mm. Billy Simsy here, mate. Um, just what, what do you think that they need to be working on ahead of this weekend against the, the Broncos? Obviously, last two weeks been tough. Uh, played the Roosters and the Dragons, two fairly formidable sides. Um, they uh, probably lacked a little bit defensively in terms of uh, you look at the scores. Is that is that the uh, is that the, probably the biggest area that they need to work on at the moment? Do you think? I think so. I think there's, you know you, you've got continuity in defence, and I, I think a lot of a lot of the, the sort of problems have come about through through basic silly errors in, in sort of yardage and, and attack. They've they've sort of um, putting pressure on themselves, and yep. and we probably haven't answered those questions that are being asked of us defensively because of the pressure we've put on ourselves. So I think that's that's an area that Nathan will be working on is is ball control and and then actually how you react to a to a situation that you've got yourself into. So, you know, at times we've been probably one of the best teams in the comp attacking opposition lines, but probably at times we've been pretty brittle uh, defending ours. Mm, mm, definitely. I mean, in terms of the players that have, uh, I guess, starred for you and, like, performed really well, I mean, who's some of the guys you think have been the best so far this season? You know, some, a couple of the boys, clearly Mitchell Pearce has made a difference coming into the side. I, I've been super impressed by Slade Griffin. I think he's a, he's a real star of the future, and, and I, I'm really stoked that he's mm. in our club. Um, uh, you know, Caelan Ponger has, has been incredibly impressive, and I think if he can get those that odd little error out of his game and, and keep um, and keep adding that um, the, the sharpness and attack that he does, it's, uh, he really offers a, a great deal of uh, scoring power to, to the team. So, yeah, that just those three just for uh, just for starters have been been outstanding, I think, and probably a, a big reason why we started the season so positively. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, Billy, I guess you you mentioned a couple of guys there that uh, that have really impressed you. Is there any is there anyone there that you potentially think Pat that could be doing more, um, especially with this the the way that the um, team's been going? Yeah, look, and and I don't mean this in a negative way at all. No, I not at all. We certainly haven't seen the best from Mitch Barnett. You know, last year's Player of the Year, and very much deservedly so. You know, he's he's one of my favourite players in the team. So I think when when he sort of gets back to full match fitness, we'll see a lot more from him and a lot and a lot more quality. It's a it's a hard thing to get to start a season with virtually no preseason. So you know, I think I think although he's not playing bad, I think uh, I think there's a, there's a lot of improvement for him, and, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him at his best. You yeah. know, so. There's, there is still plenty of positives there, and, and, and 
the fact that we've had a lot of away games and, and we're finally getting back to to a few games at home where you know, clearly it is an advantage in the modern game to be playing at your, at your home ground. So um, uh, hopefully the, the, the situation with the, the referees and the penalties changes a little bit over the next little while or, or either that or the players and coaches adapt to it and we see a bit more of a flowing game than we have over the first little while. But um, I think I'm looking forward to seeing uh, seeing the boys really putting in at home and, and sort of getting some some really positive hometown support. Yeah, well, you're not the first to, to mention uh, Mitch. Obviously, he's been on a couple of media sources since then. I guess the hardest part is that uh, he won the, the Knights Player of the Year last year, so everyone has a, a, such a big expectation of of Mitch because um, they know what he can produce. And you're right, without a preseason, I guess it makes it, it, it pretty tough for him. But yeah, do you think that... I guess my, one of my questions is, do you think the forward packs are, are struggling with this new referee's interpretation of, of the penalties and having so many penalties? Like we saw, I think it was 33 penalties in, in, a, in a game last week and, and back when you played, that would have been unheard of. So do you think this, uh, as a forward, playing in a pack like that with, a, with such a high number of penalties, it, it is a disadvantage? Yeah, I think it is. You know, It's, it's one of those things where it's, it's a new uh, interpretation of the the rules within the sport, so the the players are having to learn how to, to almost how to replay certain situations. So add to that the fact that they're trying to learn to gel together as a team. It's a pretty big learning curve for for a team that's just come together. So you know, in any situation like that, there's a, there's always going to be areas where you make mistakes and, and have shortfalls. So I think, um, and that's why I'm I'm so buoyed and and so confident for the for the rest of the year is that. I think they're a quick bunch of learners and and, um, and it's just a matter of them coming together and, and getting a, a bit of a handle of playing together and, and adjusting to the interpretations by the referees because that, those penalties and the interpretations from the referees, they have a lot of flow on effect. Yeah. You know, like mm. Certain players tackle in a certain manner or or you know, wrestling is a big part of the game now. If, if they wrestle a certain way, and all of a sudden things change. And what they do it has to be done differently, and, and in essence, they have to relearn how to to do what they're good at. So, mm. you know, I think we're doing pretty well, having all those challenges in front of us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're sitting around, well, the Newcastle Knights are sitting around the middle of the pack at the moment. Two wins, two losses. Billy, do you still think they can make the top eight, or do you think maybe it's going to take a bit more time? Well, I definitely think we can make the top eight. It's just. Um, it's one of those things. It's a long year, and, and the the, part, the first part of the season, we've been under a lot of duress. We've had to learn to play together. Um, the boys have had to um, they've had to to take on mostly road trips. Um, I, I think the the sort of middle to back half of the year is is, um, is probably looking really good for us. So I definitely think we uh, a top eight position is not out of reach. Yep, definitely. Well, thanks, Hayes, for your time, Billy. We appreciate you uh, coming onto the show. We look forward to hearing you over the course of the season and talking to you. I appreciate uh, giving a, a, a bit of your time for us. No worries at all, boys. Thanks, Billy. Thanks for having me. Thanks, mate. No worries. Let's talk about the Jets. Yes, let's talk about the Jets. Yeah, because they, they were going very good. They were. It was yeah, going so well. It was going gangbusters. I mean, we're still in the top two. We've had guaranteed a yeah. top two spot now. When they are the Asian Champions League for next year, something like that. It's really weird how it works out. It's like two years away or something. Yep. But the last two weeks have been no good. Yeah. Well, 
have the wheels fallen off? I mean, mm, no, no that's Nabu- a big question. No Naboo, no Bugard. Yep. Well, they lost to Melbourne City uh, last week or this weekend, 3-0. And at home as well. That's, that's yeah. a big terrible. And that's actually the first time, a nice little stat, first time this season we, uh, we've been kept scoreless. Yeah. We, we had a nice little streak going. Yeah, I noticed that. And that, that was one of Ernie Merrick's big things when he came mm. over. It was to make sure that we're scoring goals and, yeah. and being playing attacking football. And he would have been livid with that well, now we're, Yeah, now we're conceding goals because, I mean, and the week before that, 5-2, yeah. which is definitely no good. I mean, I think... Uh, and up until like the 92nd minute, it was, was mm. going to be 5-1. So. Yeah, I mean, no Nigel Bogard. He's uh, like obviously, uh, and I don't think he's coming back uh, for a while. Um, and as well, you said, no Andrew Naboo is not looking good for the Jets coming into only like three weeks out from the finals. It doesn't look promising coming into the finals. No, well, uh, I guess if you're looking back, Sydney FC had a similar sort of struggle. They lost to us. I think they had, did they have another loss in that? I think they did. Um, had a really bad Asian Champions League campaign. Mm. Um, but they've come out the other end now and they're, they've been, they've been winning games, uh, the win at the weekend to skew the the Premiers played against Perth, over in Perth, as well as uh, they won last night, the Asian Champions League 4-1. So they've started to pick up momentum. I guess for us, the biggest thing is that they still had their, their the bulk of their squad together and they haven't really made any losses. They, in terms of personnel, they just sort of um, came out of a slump where mm. we, out of fence, it's it's almost like it's chopping and changing all the time. They, yeah. don't, they don't know what the best combination is, especially with that, that loss of Nigel Bugard's just seemed to have thrown us in a, in a loop, really. Yeah, well, I think it's the leadership uh, that, that they've lost as well. I mean, I think it's just that chatter and that talk at the back that's uh, really gone missing. It seems like a bit of a mu- miscommunications going on back there. And I think, like, obviously, Bogard's a great defender, obviously, in himself. He's a great tackler and whatnot, wins a lot of uh, things in the air as well. But I think it's just that communication that we're lacking at the moment. Um, which I'm, I'm a bit... You know, it's it's it, it it is leaning to a bit of a collapse coming into finals, and it's the exact time that you want to be going well, yeah. Not the opposite. I guess I guess the solace that you can take in it is that it's not happening the first week of the finals, the second week of the finals, because then you're done. Mm. You're at, at least with this chance, at least with this this opportunity, we get we get um two. But oh, no, we don't even get two bites of the cherry. We just no, go we don't. Straight, we just, straight we go to straight to the, the preliminary or the semis. Final. Yeah. So, I guess you'd rather it happen now than then, but it's dangerous. You look at Melbourne Victory, Melbourne City, they're starting to pick up some form, and um, mm. yeah, it's just, it's warring times for the Jets. What do you think about the two imports? They they started off so well, Paddo and, yeah. and Ronnie. Um, do you think they're match fit at the moment? I don't think so. I think we're just, I think we're just putting them in there because it's, you know, like our two imports, so to speak, and and because they, they shone so well in the... Um, first few games that they yeah. played I think I don't think they're ready yet I, I, I don't think I think they want to be out there but I think they just you know like they just can't yeah. do the things that they're doing for it and, and, and they're usually going off pretty early on as well anyway so it's um, yeah I I I think it'd probably be better to you know leave them out till they're just completely ready or even have them coming off the bench maybe when they can only play about you know 20-30 yeah. minutes be a bit more of an impact um, players I'll ask you Simsy can we still win the championship uh <coughs> On current form, no way. Um, we're not even. I think we're probably ranked fourth in terms of, of current form. That's what I'd I'd have us. Um, but yeah, we can. But we need to we need to lift. We need to find something. We got to accept the fact Bogart's not coming back this season. He's broken mm. his leg. It's going to be ten weeks at least. Um, Naboo's obviously gone. Um, we're just going to have to find a way. 
I don't think Ben Kenarovsky is the, the option in the back line. They need to, to shore it up somehow. I don't know what, how that possibly is going to work, but we need to sort that out soon rather than mm. later. We need Ronnie and Pato and back of their, their, their devastating best because with them at the front there with, um, with Roy, it, it's a formidable attack. It's just that we've got to fix up the defense. Yeah. What, yeah. what, what do you think is, is it possible? I think it's still possible, yes. I think we've we've proven that we can win big games. We've beaten all the teams in the competition, I think, now. Like yeah. so I think I think uh we can still win. I think looking at the the way that the like I guess the brackets of the finals would work, if it, it stays the way it is, if Melbourne City is still third and Melbourne, Melbourne Victory are fourth, we'll take on City. Which yeah. I'm a bit more happy about. I think I'd rather verse City than verse Melbourne Victory. And we'll yeah. also have a home final. So I I think we can we can beat those two teams. Um yeah, it's obviously going to... I think because when it comes to finals as well, four means nothing a lot of the time when you come to finals. It's kind of just who yep. plays the better on the on the day. So I think we can still do it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, yeah, time will tell, obviously, whether we can get uh, beat Sydney in the final or the grand final. That's going to be a whole different story. And we can talk about that when it gets to it. Um, let's talk about uh, some other football in Newcastle, the NPL. Yes. Now, the NPL... Uh, we have seen uh, some th- or three games so far, three rounds of football so far. Yep. We had the Easter weekend, uh, three games on Good Friday, which was which was kind of cool to see. Yep. Uh, Charlestown, though, yep. they are killing it. They are at the top of the table. Smashing They've it. won three from three. Uh, they've only considered uh, three goals, only scored seven. Um, but yeah, three, three wins from three games. Yep. Lambton Jaffers, they're also undefeated uh, with uh, seven points, two wins and one draw. Uh, Maitland. Massive nine-one victory on the weekend yeah. against Adamstown. Their third, Magic they, and fourth, equaled the biggest ever winning margin in the NPL history. Um, oh, really? Yeah, Broadmeadow beat Jets ten-two in two thousand sixteen. Right. Okay. Maybe. Then, yeah, so yeah. yeah, so that's biggest winning mm. margin. Well, I mean, yeah, the Jets as well. They're they're undefeated as well. They had they had a win against the uh, uh, Valentine. They've only played two games, but yeah. uh, Hamilton Olympic. They're kind of around that middle of the pack, like we thought. And then here's Edgy at the bottom, or not near the bottom, but seventh. Yeah, uh, they had a, a win against uh, Magic on the weekend, and they had a loss against Lambton. No, they, they had the buy as well. That's mm, what that's yeah. that's what sort of hurts. Yeah, exactly. At least we- early on. Yeah, Western towards the bottom of the table. Valentine, Rosebuds, and Lake Macquarie City, who have really been struggling, uh, which is a bit a bit a bit interesting to see. But we don't have our other co-host here who 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 knows quite a bit about the league. Well, he's the chief reporter on the NPL in the uh yes, New South Wales football as well division. as the uh, croquet in Newcastle. So, yes. uh but we don't have him in today. So we need to call someone else. We do. Someone else who knows a bit more about the game. Yes. So we're going to get onto someone that is quite a good friend of the show. Yes. I what? think I think everyone knows who it is. Uh, well, you'd be silly if you couldn't work mm. it out. Mr. Ben Homer. Yes. What a the uh, some would say the voice of Newcastle. Yes, I think that was that was, that was me who said that. <laughs> <laughs> voice of Newcastle. Sport, oh, I yeah. just I just love love hearing it. my favourite word that he says is Vigili. James Vigili. <laughs> well, we 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 can see we'll say that. <laughs> We've got him on the phone here now, Ben Homer. Welcome aboard, mate. Good morning, boys. How are you? We're all right. Uh, good to have you back on again. Yeah, no, it's good to be back. It's good, even though I'm not there in person, it's good to be back. Yeah, no, we, we, we've uh, figured out how to use the phones now since you've been <laughs> here. So, uh, we, no, it's good to have you on board, mate. We uh, we know you're a pretty busy boy nowadays, as we said uh, before, the voice in Newcastle sport. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, good to have you on. But uh, the NPL, mate, we're three weeks in uh, so far. It's been a bit of uh, like like a few interesting um, 
re- results and things. What's uh, stuck out to you most about from just the, the first three weeks, like I guess as like a whole competition? Well, I'd probably say the most impressive aspect is, um, is Charlestown. Uh, they've gone three from three. I know everyone expected them to be uh, up there this year. I know there was a, a little bit of talk before the season started that maybe Charlestown weren't all on the same page. Mm. Uh, but I think I said in the preview, I said, I, I just thought they still had the quality, even though they might not be on the same page. They've proven that they're very much on the same page with three wins from three to start the year. And, and they beat Maitland as well. So that was a really big result for Charlestown mm. uh, last uh, a couple of weekends ago in round two. But I feel this weekend's going to be their real test up against the Lampton Jaffers. 1v2 on the ladder. I think that's going to be critical in, in just giving us an indication as to where uh, Charlestown are at this point of their, their rebuild. Ben, Simsy here, mate. I, um, I'm just thinking, good child, he's out now for a couple of weeks with that hamstring injury. They've got a couple of big teams to come for Charlestown. Do you think this is uh, this potentially could derail that uh, that great start? Yeah, I was actually doing an interview with uh, Football Nation Radio just just beforehand about uh, about this and about how much of an impact Kane Goodchild's injury may have on them. But uh, they, um, Carlos from, from FNR made a good point. The Charleston have actually only scored seven goals. Lampton mm. have scored 10, Maitland 12, Magic 10. They're the rest of the sides in the top four at the moment. So that's a, a good point, and I, I really feel that they will miss Goodchild. Of course, the Golden Boot for the last two years, he's won the Golden Boot three times in Northern New South Wales competition. So that, that's where this test comes in against Lampton. They've been very defensively sound. They've got the best defence in the comps with three goals conceded so far this year. I think Lampton will test their defence, but also we know Lampton at the back are, 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 while not brilliant, they're still decent enough. And I think this will be a, a really good test for Lampton, uh, for Lampton and both Charlestown, especially Charlestown's front line without good goals. I know Scott Smith, He's still going to be there. He's going to be uh, a key element this Sunday afternoon, as is, I think, Callum Lewis, who most likely will uh, come into that role that Kane Goodchild has played. He's fast. Of course, he played for Cook Hill last year, scored a lot of goals. We'll see if he can bring that confidence from last year into uh, into Charlestown and maybe grab a goal uh, in the next couple of weeks. He'll have to stand up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean... How about Edgy, though? I mean, Edgy were the team that, I mean, like like won the last three competitions, obviously, last three premierships, and people were saying maybe this year was going to be a bit of a transition year for them. They won their first one, uh, lost their first one, but what I like, believe like the most notable stat is they have conceded six goals, which is half of what they uh, conceded all last season. I mean, what's your thoughts about them? Yeah, I know. I know they've conceded, uh, yeah, six goals already in two matches, three on average, which is... Uh yeah, incredible compared to where they were sitting last year. I think they were less than a goal a game. So I, I think that Edgeworth, in an attacking sense, looked better equipped this year. Last year they were they struggled in the in the front third, and while you know struggling, they still scored the second most goals in the competition. They struggled compared to previous years. They were a lot more free flowing. So it's good to see their attack working again. And I said it before the season that Edgeworth should not be written off this year. And, and they've proven it here. You know, lost to Lampton first round. They could have easily got a point out of that match. And then here against Broadmeadow Magic, they, they get, you know, they could easily have drawn this match as well. You could, you could mount that argument. But they were good enough to, to score the late winner or, 
they were good enough to put magic in a situation where they had you know, put it in their own net. Mm. So Edgeworth are going to get a lot of confidence out of that. That's a huge result because these results between top sides like Magic Edgeworth, um, Charles Downer Lanton, they're going to be big matches come the end of the season, six-point yeah, yeah. matches. Uh, and Edgeworth this week played the Jets use a little bit of a step down compared to Magic, I feel. But the Jets Academy are going to test some sides out this year. So this, this match particularly, I think, will show where the Jets Academy sits in terms of where our predictions lie on the ladder. Where where do they sort of sit? Are they at the level of Edgeworth or are they not quite there this season? Mm, mm. Yeah. yeah, well, they're running along quite well. They, they're undefeated there. So it's going to be a, a big test for Edgy this weekend. I just want to move over to Maitland for a second here, Ben. 9-1 on the weekend, equaling the uh, the biggest ever winning margin in the NPL. What what do you take out of that game? I, I know uh, we, you sort of spoke about Adamstown having that uh, a lot of changes to their side over the off-season, but what do you take out of, out of the, uh, a result like that? I, in, in regards to the, the, you know, the uh, margin of the defeat, I think the Heat played a massive factor. I think it was up above 30, mid-30s on, on Good Friday up at Maitland. So I think the Heat had a massive impact, and a lot of people would remember in the NRL a couple of weeks ago, Manly beat Parramatta 54-0, and it was about 40 degrees that day. So in sport, you see it a lot. When it's a hot day and a side gets away early, it it just becomes a procession. We saw that again, Maitland was 3-0 after five minutes, and pretty much after that. Uh, I know Adam Sank got one back, but after that, it was just all downhill for the Rosebud. So... While the Rosebuds, I don't think, are, are, are a 9-1 side, you know, against Maitland, I feel like they're a lot better than that. Um, I feel that this is going to be difficult for them to bounce back from. Really difficult, because mentally, going down 9-1... Uh, it leaves a lot of physical scars, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, it does. And I know they're playing late Macquarie City this weekend. And, and for mine, at this early point in the season, I'm starting to see a real gap now. So I've spoken about those those six sides who I think are going to be right up there. Mm. We're now seeing a gap. Adamstown and Lake Macquarie, I feel, are, are going to finish in the bottom two because they seem to be just a level below even the sides sitting above them in Valentine and Weston currently on the ladder. Yeah, yeah well, it's, it's funny you mentioned Valentine as well. I mean, they started out their season uh, with the buyer and then the second round losing to the Jets' youth. Uh, last weekend, obviously, had the two-all draw against Hamilton, but they did lead 2-0 and uh, let that lead go. What was your th- uh, thoughts about Valentine? Because last year, obviously, like they surprised a lot of people. Had Jalen Brown, obviously. Um, but, I mean, what's your thoughts about them this season and their, and, and their start to, to the season? I thought they were really impressive against Maitland. Uh, sorry, against Hamilton on, on uh, Friday night. Uh, got the 2-0 advantage. Joel Wood is going to be big for them this year. Mm. Uh, former Golden Bird in 2010 with the, the Eagles. Uh, he scored something like 18 goals that year. Very impressive. Uh, he's going to be a key for them in um, in, 20, uh, in 2018. He really suits their style. Uh, and, and Daniel Oss as well, when he comes back, they still haven't got him. He's, uh, he's been injured, so I think he's expected to come back in about round six. So... That's big for them. Matt Paul has come back. He wasn't expected to be playing this year. So things are looking up for Valentine. The question is, do they have the depth? They've had Zach Stedden out injured and mm. Chris Brown as well. Do they have the depth if they get a few more injuries? And I don't think they do. Um, but again, it's these, it's these matches 
like the ones against uh, Hamilton on the weekend, that they really have to win if they want to make it into that top four. They didn't on the weekend. They just couldn't quite hold on. Positive for, you know, a lot of positives for Valentine, but it's these big matches. They're going to have to win those if they want to play finals. Yep, yep. Couldn't agree more. Uh, just just changing tact a little bit here, Ben. We just want to quickly hit on the, the WPL, and um, thanks for your insight on the NPL there. But just on the WPL, you spoke... Uh, at length about this new side in in New Lambton coming into the competition in the in the football preview, um, they've had a, a big win, a big loss. What what do you make of them coming into the, to the WL and the, and their entry into the into the competition so far? Yeah, well, I think I talked them up big time. Uh, I you really did gave them a, a <laughs> at big length. Pump up New Lambton. Um, I think it's just a sign of a side that has got a, a lot of quality players. You know. And, and a lot of girls that are just coming into into the ranks, and and that that's what New Lambton are this year. You know, you, they've got um, they've got Joey, they've got Tara, um, they've got Stacey Day as well. So so those those three are obviously going to be key for them this year. But then the rest of the side is a lot less experienced. So I think that, that's what it shows. You know, you've got those players that are right up for that game against South Auckland who are going to be down the bottom of the the table, and then yeah. they come up against Warner's Bay, who yeah. have got so many quality players. Jenna Kingsley, uh, Tara Pender, Cass Davis. They're going to rip you apart if you're not uh, quite on your game. And New Lambton are only three matches into a new season, a, a beginning for them in the WPL. So that's where I feel like they struggled against Warner's Bay, obviously losing 8-2. Mm. Um, but there's no concerns for New Lambton. I, I think... Uh, they are going to be better for the run. They're going to build together as a unit towards the end of the season. Um, and, and that's where I see them going forward. Merriweather United, uh, they've obviously had a great start to the season. Big loss with um, uh, Grace McIntyre out for the year with a knee injury. So that'll, that'll yeah. no doubt hurt them. I still feel they're going to be there and thereabouts. I've still got a quality side. Um, New Lampton sitting in third. Adamstown. Just at the moment, uh, wavering a little bit. Of course, two losses to start this season. What was your thoughts about the? Like, sorry, man, just to cut you off, but like, what was your thoughts about Amistad having a draw with Warners Bay last weekend, or one or I think two weekends ago, one all draw against Warners Bay? Um, I mean, that's a pretty good result, and but like they're still sitting pretty low on the ladder. Yeah, I, I know, and that, and that's the thing that they've had some really up in their results because they lost to Mary the United four. Two. They just got over the line against Thornton. Drew, as you said, with Warner Bay, and then they lost to Walls End. So mm. it's been an odd start for Adamstown. I, I still feel that they'll make the finals, but uh, that their clash with New Lambton, which is going to be coming up in a few weeks' time, I think it's twenty uh, first of um, of April that one. So that that's going to be a big one just to see because I feel like those two sides are fairly close at this point in the mm. season. Walls End are looking all right, to be honest. You know, they've, um, they, with, with Mark Hinkson, he's, um, he's doing a great job back there at Walls End. So they're, they're going to be there and thereabouts. And I feel like it's going to be more of a battle for those four spots this year. Thornton and South Walls End, clearly those two are going to finish in the bottom two. And then it's five sides fighting for four positions. And I uh, feel Murray, the United, Warner Bay, they're going to be the top two. Thornton and South Wales and the bottom two, and then you've got New Lambton, Wolves and Adamstown fighting it out for that uh, third and fourth spot. Sorry mm. to simplify it like that, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe there's no point watching the season now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Ben, Ben's got to cover it. <laughs> well, but, thanks. But, 
I feel the season will pan out. Yeah. You know what I love about sport is that you know predictions are very rarely true, mm. and uh, anything could happen. But that's sort of what what I feel like the WPL is going to we, turn out like this year. Well, you just take the NRL for instance. Uh, no one would have predicted the Warriors and the Dragons sitting on the top of the ladder after four rounds. So it just goes to show anything's possible in sport, isn't it? Mm. it yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, well, thanks for your time, Benny. Uh, we appreciate you uh, coming back onto the show, as always. <laughs> just just quickly, Ben, uh, your thoughts uh, on the... You, you did a couple of games. Goal of the week so far this week. Do, any, uh, did anyone stand out at all? Goal of the week. I'm just trying to remember uh, all of the strikes. Adam Corley... Uh, uh, sorry, Adam Corley had that cracker um, against uh, Edgeworth. But I think you've got to give it to Reese Cooper. Yeah. Um, just the way he nonchalantly just chipped it into the back <laughs> post. Yeah, um, that was that was absolutely incredible, and and also the pressure of the moment too, because they were down to one home crowd expecting Hamilton to get the job done over mm. the side, and he just does that. And um, yeah, I think I saw a few comments on Facebook. You know, Brett Cooper raising his hand like he's the king of the place. Well, he is. He is the king of Darling Street, Reece Cooper. <laughs> he, is, um, you know, he is by far and away the man Hamilton looks to when they really, really need uh, someone to stand tall. And uh, invariably, he's the man that always sticks his hand up and, and does that kind of thing. And he did it again on Friday night. Mm, definitely. It was a nice, tasty goal. Well, thanks for your time, Benny. Uh, we look yes, forward boys. to uh, talking to you soon once again. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Have a, uh, have a good rest of your show. Thanks, <laughs> mate. <laughs> thanks, mate. Gotcha. Well, that was Benny there on the phone. Nice to talk to uh, big, big time Benny again. Oh, mate. <laughs> uh, it was great to hear his voice again. I'd... I didn't get to ask him about the James Vigili thing, but uh, that's one for next Oh, week. yeah, talk about James Vigili. Yeah, we'll get him on uh, uh, next time. Okay, Simsy, now we have our new, our brand new, I should say, uh, podcast segment. Yes. We're Truth Bombs, it's called. I'm I'm very excited. I'm, I'm actually annoyed I couldn't do the, the intro because I was going to uh, do a remake of uh, Tom Jones' Sex Bombs, it's, uh, <laughs> Truth Bombs. but uh, You can give it to us now if you want. Truth bombs, truth bombs, you're my truth bomb. <laughs> yeah, that's enough of that. <laughs> <laughs> but for our first ever truth bomb segment, we're talking to the Edgeworth Eagles goalkeeper, the goalkeeper of the year, actually, Nate Cavalieri. Uh, we've got him on the phone right now. Nate, hello, mate. Welcome aboard. Hey, how you doing? It's nice to have you on board. Are you ready for the challenge, this truth bombs challenge? I am ready. You're ready. Well, I mean, good. I'm, a bit, I'm a bit concerned, actually. I'm <laughs> <a bit laughs> well, to start off, mate, I mean, you've, uh, we'll just like quickly talk about your, uh, the NPL so far this season. You've won one, you've lost one. What's the feel about the start to the season so far? Yeah, well, to be honest, we're, we're, not too, oh, we're not too displeased with the start of the season. You know, obviously two really tough games and the bye to start the season, but I think it was good for the confidence. Get, uh, getting the win on the weekend just to help the boys out. So, yeah, mm. we're, we're pretty pretty pleased with it. Yeah, the boys feeling any pressure or anything yet, just yet, or...? No, nah, not, not particularly yet. I think, you know, it's a new bunch of boys, so we're still trying to still trying to learn all the, like, you know, all their tendencies and things like that. But as far as the group goes, everyone's pretty relaxed and we're just happy to play football, I guess. Mm. Cav Simsy here, mate. Good to talk to you again. Um, you just mentioned that there. Is there a bit of... Uh, do you think it's a bit of a transition period with a couple of the new boys now in the, in the side, getting used to playing sort of first grade in NPL? Yeah, well, it definitely, like, it feels like a whole new squad, I guess, um, you know, with the new boys. And we've, you know, lost, obviously, a few experienced heads. But, yeah, as I said, it feels like it's a bit of a new squad. And um, we're really excited because, it, you know, it brings on new challenges as well. Mm, yeah, definitely. Well, Cav, let's take on the truth bomb now because 
Uh, you are taking on the Truth Bomb Challenge. We need you to take an oath first, mate. You need to swear to the truth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I, I swear to the truth. Well, no, you have to... Look, what, what, can I give some truth? Like, what if I don't give the whole truth? No, it has what, to be. Well, 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 here's the oath you have to take. You have to, so put your right hand on your heart first. Have you got it on your heart? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, then repeat after me. I swear... I swear... That the answers I'm about to give... That the answers I'm about to give... Shall be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> will be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. So help me, sports gods. <laughs> you so help me. Oh, okay then. So, first question. Now we've got a bit of a... We've got a bit of music. Ooh, that's loud. <laughs> okay. Can you hear the music? I can hear... Is that... um? Is that who wants to be in the <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So, Nate Cavalieri. If you if you were stuck on an island with a teammate or coach, who would you choose and what three items would you take? Oh, teammate or coach. Alright, the teammate would be uh Lockie Pasquale. Oh, he is just hours of entertainment. Like honestly, he's one of the funniest guys I've ever met. So I reckon he would never I'd never be bored. Um, and what item would I take? Three items. Three items. Um, all right, I'd take you know, one of those. I'd take a barrel of water, I think, to start. Yeah, good <laughs> start. <laughs> um, I'd probably take a KFC bucket of chicken. Oh, yes. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, probably a, like, you know, those little lighters to light your gas stove, like a lighter, something for fire. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. You could probably, yeah. probably could have just taken a boat, to be honest, but <laughs> and get off the thing. <laughs> I could have done that. You know, there's many things I could have taken, but... <laughs> okay, next right. question. Uh, Cavs, who is the most annoying teammate that you have at the Edgeworth Eagles? Oh, the most annoying teammate. Um, this is a tough one. This is actually quite tough. <laughs> I'm going to have to say, uh, he's probably also my closest friend in the team, actually. Uh, Don Bazzari. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what's so annoying about Don Bazzari? Tell me. <laughs> oh, you just, I don't know. You know when you're just like, you're good mates with someone that you yeah. find little things which, you know, tick you off? Yeah. yeah. Don's one of those guys where you just love him to bits, but yeah, I don't know. He's, he's a bit different, so he's quite funny. <laughs> quite funny. Uh, well, question number three. Who or what field do you hate to play at? Uh, I hate playing at Maitland. Hate playing at Maitland? Why is that? Yeah, well, this season I've heard the field's really good, but it's you know it's a big field, it's windy, it's kind of you've got to drive a fair way to get there. So <laughs> it's just kind of you know all things pointing south. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. Then fair enough. Then. All right, Cavs. Who, if the Edgeworth Eagles, has the hottest girlfriend or wife in the side? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me the truth. Um, okay. Ooh, not really something I've thought of, to be honest. Really oh. oh. <laughs> um, I was girlfriend or wife. I'm just trying to think of everyone. Oh. If I had one, I'd say me. Yeah. <laughs> we're expecting 90% of the answers to be the person who would say their own, but I don't think you have one, do you? No, no, I don't. So, uh, ladies? Yeah, ladies La- call him Ladies, up. Nate Cavalier <laughs> is single. Please, please, form a line. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, look, I'm going to have to say... Oh, jeez. 
There's no way out of jail here, I reckon. Uh, probably probably Lockie Pasquale. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. Oh. You boys are killing me. Uh, shout out to Lockie Pasquale's girlfriend <laughs> if she's listening. You're the hottest in the Edgeworth Eagles or the Wags group. Yeah, congratulations. <laughs> okay. Simsy, next question. Oh, we're not done. No, that's up to you, mate. Okay, me. Oh, my question. Nate, who's the yeah. worst player in your team? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly thought I was going to get a question like this, but like, I, oh, I don't really think there is, you see, because everyone, you know, like, there's probably players that aren't as technically good as others, but everyone brings their own, like, something special to the team, I guess. <laughs> so I don't, like, you know, I, I don't know, like, I actually couldn't say that one. I, I was just, that's too hard for me. So no one comes to mind? No, nah, no one comes to mind. <laughs> okay, <then>. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, next question, Simsy. Nate, a couple of these ones are going to be a bit more hairy, um, if, as if that, that can happen. Um, you've already conceded six goals this season, half of what you did last year. Have you forgotten how to goalkeep? Yeah, look, that's the question, I guess, isn't it? Um, is that a question or is that a statement? <laughs> uh, a few of these are just jokes wrapped up in questions. <laughs> Okay, next. I'm, I'm even struggling stopping at stop signs lately. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, that's all time. <laughs> oh, okay, Nate, the next question. Have you ever lied? Now, truth, have you ever lied about being an outfield player because you're embarrassed about being a goalkeeper? No. No? <laughs> no, I've always, I've always loved being a, being a goalkeeper. Yeah, I couldn't be anything else. <laughs> so you're a proud goalkeeper. Very proud goalkeeper. <laughs> uh, okay then, Nate. Nate, uh, you've played a bit of first and second grade cricket in your time. In your last oh. season, you played fourth grade and took only one wicket and averaged 103. Did you stop playing to focus on soccer, or was it because you just suck at cricket? <laughs> <laughs> oh look, um, yeah, definitely focusing on soccer. I do definitely suck at cricket. <laughs> Staying first grade and second grade in there is pretty generous. Pretty <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I feel it. I think I was a fielder in first grade for a little bit there. <laughs> <laughs> if that's the thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. <laughs> I, I delved into uh, to our cricketing past here for this next question to, um, <laughs> for Q to get. Okay, Simsy, last question for you, mate. I mean, not, not, not Simsy, Nate, I should say. Last, last question for you. You've, uh, you've done yep. the Bomb Challenge well. Here's the last one. So in that same season, you dropped down to play with your mate, Matt, uh, Matt Jenkins. Yeah. Uh, you, you dropped down to fourth grade. Now, did you drop down to play with him, or was he held back to play with you? <laughs> oh, no. S- sorry, mate. I stitched you up here. This is a flat-out stitch-up. Um, I'm actually his carer. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, he'll, uh, he'll whack me for saying that. <laughs> I went to school, mate, and the boys at Cardiff needed a filling, so, you know, two of the keenest boys in Newcastle cricket who don't know how to pick up a bat. <laughs> Look what happened. Oh, Nate, mate, you passed the uh, Truth Bombs Challenge. Congratulations. <laughs> well done, mate. You have killed me. I'm, I don't even know how I'm going to survive. I'm going to go to training tonight. <laughs> oh, mate, 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 you've done well. You've kicked off the uh, segment with an absolute cracker. We thank, uh, thank you for coming on to the show. Too easy. Uh, we appreciate uh, you coming on. Uh, good luck for the rest of the season. Good, uh, good luck for this weekend against the Jets. Uh, we'll speak much. to you soon sometime. Sounds good, mate. You guys, you guys stay safe. <laughs> <laughs> we shall, mate. mate. Cheers, Cap. Catch you, mate. See you later.
Okay, Simsy. Well, we uh, we just had a nice little chat to Nate Cav there, Nate Cavaliri. Uh, he was a he was a big ball of fun. That was for an <laughs> absolute cracker. That's some of the best part part of this podcast. Well, we've one ever had. way to start the uh, truth bombs. I can't wait for next week to see who that we was, get. That was uh, that was all time. Some of those answers I uh, I did not expect. Yeah, they've got a lot to live up to. He he did tell the truth. So uh, yeah, yeah. Thank, th- thanks to Nate, but Simsy, I I did hear there was a cricket game on the weekend. Yes, and uh, it, and it held. A, uh, it was of quite importance. It was, yes. It was. <laughs> was followers of the show would have seen uh i was down at the grand final between uh the newcastle grand final between west and merriweather was posting regularly to give people updates um which they seem to like we got a lot of uh feedback from that um or dislike we probably had a few unlikes yeah for a few unlikes <laughs> oh, <bloody cricket. laughs> um but uh congratulations to western suburbs who got their first premiership in 52 years, mm, 52 seasons, they won them. a long time in between drinks. They had, well, they had a, um, so they won their first first trophy in 52 years in first grade this year, earlier when they won the one day uh, cup, yep, yep. the Tom Locker cup. Uh, they won the minor premiership first time in 52 years. And then the first premiership in 52 years again this year. So they won the minor major, um, the Tom Locker cup, pretty successful season. They should have made the T20 finals, except a uh, little birdie heard that they, uh, in the, the final qualifying week where they were sitting top of the table, uh, they needed two more wins to make it to the semifinals, and they, a couple of players rocked up a little bit uh, under the weather after <laughs> winning a big game the day before, so mm. uh, they potentially didn't play at their best but then. But um, congratulations to them. They beat Merriweather on, in the grand final. Team Merriweather, they've uh, played in six of the sorry. Yeah, six of the last seven grand finals. Wow, and won five of them. So pretty uh, good streak. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, as soon as you the game, I, I'm like, I know you posted a, few, a bit on Facebook. I didn't see it because there was about a million of them. Thanks yes. a lot for all the notifications. Yeah, I was just, I was, ex- I was heaps excited. <laughs> but who were some of the standouts for you for, across the game? Well, mate, um, West they made 210. So this game traditionally they uh, they play it on Saturday, Sunday, which was supposed to start last weekend. Um, didn't start on Saturday because of the, the, wet weather. the wet weather. So they had another two backup days this last weekend, which was Good Friday and Saturday. So they started on Sunday. Um, they played one innings, which was West. So they got bowled out for 210 after 87 overs. Uh, Merriweather were none for two overnight. They faced the two overs without losing a wicket. And then on Good Friday, Merriweather were bowled out for 185. I guess the standout for me of the whole game, and he won the... Um, the medal, uh, Ken, Ken Clifford medal for player of the uh, final, which was James King, the uh, captain of uh, Western Suburbs. 93 not out um, mm. out of 210. And when he came Jeez, in... it would have been nice to actually get a century button in the grand final, wouldn't it? Well, his uh, teammate got out on him, unfortunately, uh, Peter, Peter Lodzic. Um, that bastard. <laughs> <laughs> well... Peter's taken 40-odd wickets this season, so I guess, oh, okay. uh, and, and pretty well been the pillar of the bowling <laughs> attack, so I guess... Yeah, we'll let him off this time. We'll let him off this time. <laughs> um, but yeah, 93 not out. In a game where no one else made more than 34, that was the uh, the vice-captain Aaron Wivell, he made 34. Uh, but yeah, in uh, they were 5 for 78 at one stage and could have, uh, then 6 for 129, really could have uh, could have ended up with a, quite a, a low score. Shout out to a young bloke, Cooper Lennox, um, who's only 15, Played, wow! Yeah, uh, playing for Western Suburbs, he scored 32 in the grand final in a uh, 51-run partnership with the captain. Um, he's only played five games of uh, first grade and won a premiership. Yeah. There's guys that have played for Wests for 30 years <laughs> and never won a premiership. So, um, congratulations to Cooper. Um, of course, Wests used to be named Lambton New Lambton, then uh, changed their name to Western Suburbs. So, um, 
yeah, that that's uh, for all those uh, older viewers out there or older mm. listeners. That's who Wests are. If you are unfamiliar, well, um, they they did win. Like you said, their first grand final in fifty-two years. You were at the game, obviously. Yes. What was the emotion like when they won? I mean, and then oh. like doing like I guess like getting the trophy and getting the medals and things like that. What was actually like? There was a lot of waterworks. Um, yeah, they were crying, crying. Yeah, well, not just throwing bottles up <laughs> <in the air. laughs> or something else. Um, <laughs> no, mate, they uh, the old boys for the club. They were in tears. They were. You mm. could see how much this meant to them. It was quite. Um, it made the hair stand on the back of your neck. Really looking at all their their supporters and their the guys that have been around the club for a long time and have never seen success. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> it's like you actually said, the hairs on the back of your head rather than the hairs on the top of your head. Uh, <laughs> stop it. Um, I wish Zach was here for that one. Uh, that one. Stop <laughs> it. Yeah, but I, I just was. I was. I felt privileged to be there and to witness the moment. Um, and yeah, look. Uh, shout out to Merryweather's. Um, their their team they they played a, a really tough game um one of their stalwarts troy goodwin he's retiring after two three decades with the club um so there was a lot of uh teary eyes there the captain for Meriwether Simon Moore he broke down at the um, match presentation uh troy goodwin's one of his best mates if not his best mate so um yeah it was hard for him to see him go out and especially you know not to be able to win the game for him but mm. um you just touched sorry before on the on the standouts for the game a real big shout out to Josh Geary um, from Merriweather. When they were really struggling, they were five for sixty-eight. He's got fi- he scored fifty-two of one hundred and thirty-nine balls. Um, put them in a position where they could have won the game. Mm. Uh, unfortunately for West, they kept taking wickets. Joey Price was outstanding. Thirty-seven overs, four for seventy-one. Wow, so, that's yeah, good, yeah. Bowled, bowled a lot of overs. Um, Peter Lozic, nineteen overs, two forty-three. So he also um, backed him up. Um, fairly well, but yeah, unfortunately for Merriweather, they just couldn't get the job done on a real slow outfield. Uh, runs were hard to come by. There was only five boundaries in Merriweather's oh, entire wow. innings, so mm. yeah, it just goes to show it was um, it was tough going out there. And 210 really sort of felt like 270, 280 yeah, yeah. to be honest. So, mm. well, the week before as well, Simsy, there was the uh, the Maitland District Cricket Grand Final as yes. well, which unfortunately you were not in. Yes, you uh, got knocked out in the semis. Yeah, we got knocked out in the semis. Unfortunately, um, yeah. My team being Thornton, yeah. uh, we tried to chase down 317, fell uh, 18 runs short. We got 299, so um, fair effort from our boys. But Raymond Terrace were the ones that beat us that day. They played Northern Suburbs in the grand final. Um, <laughs> Graham Terrace, they got it. So get this right. The two weeks leading up to the uh, the, the semifinals, Raymond Terrace were bowled out for 78 and then 98. And then in the semifinal, they posted 317. And then grand, <laughs> the grand final, they posted the 301. So wow. Yeah, talk about form reversal. Mm. Um, yeah, Raymond Terrace, they posted 301, uh, Norths 253. But get this right, Norths in the grand final, they were chasing that 301. They were nine for 149 and ended up with a, with 253. So wow. their last wicket really, mm. really hung on. Um, <laughs> they never really were a chance at winning. Like, like Even though they made 253, they still needed another 50-odd from yeah, the last yeah. five overs. So, But the, the number 10 and 11 just dug in. and um, Sure, made, you'd be like a little bit nervous, though. Batting is like, maybe these guys Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, the two guys that were batting, not noted for their uh, their batting prowess, yeah, but yeah. They, they, um, they hung on nonetheless. Um, a young, young fella that... Um, that I used to play against uh, Ben Sayers. He's uh, he made forty three not out in the grand final for at number eleven, so fairly handy. Um, but yeah, it was the the Nick Savage show in the semi finals. He got five for against us in the semi, and then five for sixty four in the grand final um, to win the uh, the Maitland District Player of the final. Um, Raymond Terrace made three hundred one, but no one really scored um, 
you know, a, there was a, a 67 from John O'Halloran, 63 from Jacob Page, but everyone's sort, of chip, sort of chipping in mm. there. Plenty of 20s and 30s in, in amongst it. So uh, yeah, congratulations right. to them. They uh, they really were one of the standout teams and mm. they uh, managed to take out the grand final. Is there any mad Monday stories from the end of your season? Uh, yeah, plenty, but um, I prefer not <laughs> to <laughs> disclose. Actually, we have our end of season trip this weekend at Port Macquarie. So I'm um, going to be some... Yeah, some seriously sore heads on uh, Sunday, I imagine, because... We, uh, you might not be here for the podcast. Oh, mate, I'll probably still be in Port Macquarie <laughs> in jail still somewhere. No. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay, Simsy, we're down to the last segment, mate. Time for the last one. It's been a good show so far. It's been a great show, actually. Mm. It's been a cracker. Uh, we've, 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 we've had Truth Bombs, we've had Billy Peden, we've had Ben Homer. Yep. Billy Peden was good. Mm. Nate Cavs was standout. <laughs> Ben's just boring to you. Ben, oh, no. Ben was, ben was great. I just didn't get him to say James Vigili, so I'm a bit, <laughs> a bit annoyed at myself. Well, mate, let's go to shout-outs on the sideline. We started this last time. I think we had a uh, podcast. We promoted it across Facebook. Yep. Shout-outs from the sideline. When you send in your stories, we talk about your stories, we laugh about them, we have a bit of a giggle, or we have a bit of a sob story for you. Whatever the story goes, yep. mate, this week, we had uh, it wasn't really sent in to us, but Roy Capoteo. Yes. The yep. man behind the LTP cricket, the man behind Premier Sports Supplies, our uh, nice f- friend who gives us Yeah, friend of the show, sponsor of the money. show. Yeah, <laughs> gives us yeah, financial assistance. He gives us pocket money. He um he uh, won this uh, CNS A-grade grand final on the weekend uh, he, and, and actually scored the winning runs. The Cricketers Arms Hotel, they beat Mayweather, scored the winning runs. Um Pretty pretty fantastic for him to do that. Yeah, well, I saw it was a pretty low-scoring game. I think Merriweather got bowled out for like 60, and they were like 6 or 7 for 60 or something. So that must have been a bit of a mm. bit, bit in the deck there, Roy. Well, he batted at number 9. So shout-out to Roy Kappa. Yeah. I, he, he'll be listening. So shout-out to you, mate. Now, Simsy, you, you've also got one sent in to you. Yes, uh, mate. I had one of, uh, well, <laughs> one of the boys from my soccer team wanted me to talk about this story of him. Uh, it's uh, last season... His first ever season of of, uh, of soccer, he's an AFL player, big, tall, spidery unit. Um, we didn't know what to do with him. Uh, didn't have a goalkeeper. Went, mate, used to play full forward in the AFL. You can uh, you can stand in goals. You can catch a ball. You can catch a ball. <laughs> you can kick a ball. You can stand in goals. So <laughs> he played goalkeeper for us the whole season. Um, used to catch them like he was taking AFL marks. So it was it was pretty handy. Let <laughs> let let in um let in his fair share, but saved his fair share too. But mm. uh, last game of the season, we couldn't make the finals. Um, we're coming up against a team that was in the finals. But we thought, you know what, we'll just pull some position. We'll, We'll put some positions, um, blokes out of position. Yeah, out of we'll place, pull, yeah. and we'll pull some positions out of hats. Um, so did he go so, fun? So we said to, yeah, we said to um, our bloke, uh, mate, Matty Stevens. He said, mate, do you want to uh, have a go up front? And he said, he bloody should, should have seen his eyes <laughs> light up. First time he's ever been on a uh, a soccer field in terms of uh, on the field. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it was about in the second half. We were at this stage, we were down, um, down three two. And, uh, yeah, got a corner late in the game. It's sort of, he didn't know where he was supposed to be. We're like, mate, get up there for a header. Get up there for a header. He was just sort of fumbling around at the back of the, uh, of the back of the box. <laughs> and it sort of, the ball rolled out, got to him and he absolutely laced it, put a bomb away uh, in, in, uh, in the top right hand corner and, uh, celebrated by running down the sideline, shirt off, slide down, um, on the knees and, uh, yeah, the referee, Said, came up to him and went, son, it was a great goal, but there's a, rally, there's oh, a yellow wow. card. 
So cop that. Yeah, so it's good, <laughs> good little thing. Actually, fun fact in that game, um, we had uh, played three blokes out of position. They all scored goals. So what does that say wow. about our team? Yeah, <laughs> probably should have started like that. <laughs> well, what's his name? Give him the shout out, Matt Stevens. Shout out to you, mate. Uh, congratulations. You, congratulations. You get the uh, the first shout out from the sideline. Mm. I know you wanted me to tell this story on radio because uh, yeah, you. Uh, very proud of that moment, but <laughs> mate, uh, next weekend when we play, next Friday night we play against Q's team back in goals, please. <laughs> he won't be able to stop me. <laughs> but I mean, this is actually something I wanted to talk about quickly. Now, th- th- this is a big uh, thing that we've never really touched upon, and I think it needs to be talked about. Sure. What the hell are our listeners called? What do we call them? Listeners? No, no, no. <laughs> like, they need a name. They need to be, they're unique. We uh, value them. They, so, like, I thought I, I put on like a on our Facebook page, call them shouters or sidelines. I don't know if I like that, but do you like that? Um, and, and then, and then you say which one or like a. a or what about stuffers? Yeah, that that doesn't <laughs> that's not catchy at all. <laughs> hey, what do you think, stuffers? Yeah, I think we could call them. What, I, I I reckon how about shouters for boys, or or it could be girls actually. Girls shout a lot. Sideline is the <laughs> other one. <laughs> uh, hello, Q's girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, don't, I, I don't know, mate. Maybe we should put it to a vote. To yeah, you. put it to you guys. Send us in. Shouters or sideliners. You guys will be called shouters or sideliners or both. Or neither. You want to be called something else. Uh, the Mad Dogs. Well, then here was one as well. What do what we call people that are just fans of like individual people? Yeah, so they... Uh, what, what about... So if, if they're a fan of, of UQ, what do you think they should be called? I don't know, but like they are... The Q-tips? The, Q, the Q-tips, yeah, that could be the Q-tips. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't know about you, I, you could be the uh, the simmers, uh, as in like uh, when you're simming something. <laughs> in, in, <laughs> Those both ideas are horrible. Yep. Uh, I don't know, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, that's the podcast. <laughs> What a, what a note to end on. Uh, yeah, remember, guys, this podcast is brought to you by Premier Sports Supplies. Make sure you go to premiersportsupplies.com.au. Search all the gear available, all their custom gear. Uh, remember, use the code SHOUTS from the sideline. You'll get 5% off. I hope everyone's doing that. Oak and he's probably getting stacks of people. I hope so. Mm, yeah, exactly. But, uh, Simsy, thank you for joining me, mate. No problem, mate. Uh, pleasure as always. It was an absolutely cracking episode mm. to uh, start off the new format. Very uh, excited to see how the end product ends up. Yeah, well, uh, Nate will be, I mean, I mean, not Nate, our new co-host will be on next week. It's not Nate. <laughs> it's not Nate. <laughs> it should be after he's... Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I just saw Nate on my uh, little laptop and yeah. I came to mind. No, Nate is not our new co-host. We have a new co-host coming next week. Hopefully yeah. he's not playing croquet. Hopefully he's not busy. Uh, it's croquet slash pentank. It's a uh, okay. hybrid game, mate. Come on. Croquet. <laughs> pent. Uh, well, thank you to Nate, Ben, and Billy for all coming onto the show. Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll we'll continue our truth bomb segment next week. We'll have a brand new guest to come in. I haven't organised it yet, but we'll get one. Yep. But thank you guys uh, for listening. We hope you enjoyed the new podcast and new and new and improved podcast. Uh, remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram and uh, follow us on Twitter. Oh yeah, on Twitter as well. You can follow Simsy at at Josh Sim or follow Q on. At Q Connors ten, <laughs> what ten? Because you think you're, because you think I, you're number I, ten. I am the, the man. No, you think you're number I'm ten. I'm like Messi. <laughs> <laughs>